Hello and welcome back to the 303 podcast. My name is Ollie Fawcett, founder and creative director at 303. And I'm Jamie Vaughan, co-owner and director of 303. This is the podcast where we talk to you about all things entrepreneurship, business, marketing and life at 303. For those that don't know, 303 is a creative digital agency that creates and distributes content for the curious and the ambitious. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to 303 Radio. I really need to sort that hello out, don't I? It's not great. How are you doing? I'm well. Good. 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 I We're being you were go- consistent here. Yeah, I thought you were going again then when you said I need to sort no, out. No, no, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Okay. Fine. I'm happy with that intro. Are you happy with that intro? Mm-hmm. Good. How are you, Jamie? I'm good. It's been a busy week. It has been a busy week, isn't it? I'm really upset about the weather this week. Really British thing to talk about, but it's just been a bit like, oh, we're in May and it's like pissing it down. What's mm. that about? It's not very enjoyable, is it? It's not. We've had the 303 bake off today, though. We have had the three of you break off, which Casper from Freshman's Food, one of our lovely clients, who is an extraordinary chef, came to judge, which is always a funny experience. Especially um, when he's judging your... I Could we call it baking? Lad, I put ingredients in a machine and it cooked it, as similar to what you did. Just because it was in a bread maker doesn't make it different, does it? I mean, the judge thought so. Not the judge, was all right. The judge, go, what did he give you? 12 out of 40. I literally, I've come, <laughs> no, but I've come last two times now. So I think it's just, you know, favoritism. Just doesn't want to, yeah. you know, doesn't want to let people know that the CEO is a good cook. Mm, yeah. It's true. It is. What did you bake? I did some fudgy cheesecake brownies with raspberries, walnuts and white chocolate. Chance. And is it just because we spent some time at Soto House yesterday working on a bit of business stuff that you claim that you were drunk when you made those? I had a lot to drink. Yeah, whatever. You just. I don't well, know. They were delicious as well. People like them. I scored well. I scored 24 and a half out of 40. Good for you. I Upper mid table. I scored 12. 12. You're the Sheffield United of I don't the know Premier that. League. I don't know football, so that's literally blown straight away. Okay, you are. Am I the Hass? You're Latifi. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> you're Latifi. I'm like I used to always tell Danny you. Rick. No, you're not. You're don't, maybe Lando. That's who I am. You're no, Latifi. you're not. That's such chat. Okay. Um, I always used to say to people, oh, you're the Grosjean or whatever it be. But after his crash, I just always felt it was really like brutal. I don't think you're allowed to say that, lad. But he he's lucky to be walking. He's still a terrible driver, but, you mm. know. Mm. Never mind. We we digress. Um, as always, when we start off our new podcast structure, well, we call it a structure, just running a podcast normally, we talk about what's been going on at 303 this week. So what has been going on at 303 this week? Um We've had quite a lot going on this week. We've uh, had new team additions. We've... Mm-hmm. On board a new client today, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very exciting new um, luxury startup brand. Amazing. Um, which is exciting. We've um, had a bit of a focus over the last couple of weeks about ideation sessions, haven't we? Yes, that's also been in full force. It is. And I suppose this is more about um, a creative agency, really. We mm. use this. But um, we thought it would be good to talk about because we thought it would explain where a lot of our ideas come from. And if you're another creative or you run an agency and you maybe want to do something like this, you can. Mm. So, without meaning to make my uh, ego any bigger than it already is, uh, this was a concept that I sort of summarized as a way of doing things at 303. Obviously, all creative agencies as a team spend time developing ideas, bringing ideas to the table. Something that we were doing, but we weren't maybe doing as efficiently as possible. So now we have ideation sessions, what, about four times a week? Yeah. Something like that? Three. For various different clients. And the opposite... What it's meant to do is allow people to bring references, ideas, you know, what they like, what they don't like, as wild and as wacky as possible to the table for either the digi team or the content team to think about. And the kind of the one main rule 
apart from the fact that it's 45 minutes and you know you need to be as full of energy as possible is that no idea is a bad idea so without meaning to turn into google and have like colorful slides in our office this is meant to give a little bit of creativity into our team but yep. also allow them to think bigger and better stood um, up outside exactly energy. yeah and obviously we make a lot of content for ads um paid ad content we make a lot of content for youtube and various platforms so there's a constant development of of actually what we put out and we always need to think bigger and better so it's a session that we often do um i'm not always, invo- always involved in many of them but it is something that the team do quite a lot and they've been going well but we've been doing a lot of them right we have yeah it's, it's more of a i think creation is quite a mm. it's quite a slow burn of a process sometimes so it's quite hard to yeah make it a bit more purposeful and structured so this is what we've developed but i think it works well everyone has to bring a reference everyone has to be hyped everyone has to stand up outdoors yeah and yeah it's just a free flow of ideas and they work well exactly so we're we're happy to have them exactly and in part from that we've also um had a bit of exciting news on the google front from one of our um, clients we've been invited to the accelerating accelerated growth program i believe yeah, yeah. um let's let's tell the people a little bit about that this is um, pure flex. We are literally just inflating yeah, our we're great. Point, but, yeah. Get in touch. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, one of our our good clients has, um, yeah, had a very good time on Google of late. Um, and I mean, this was a program I didn't even really knew existed, but um, Google have an ex- accelerated growth program for, um, yeah, kind of, notably fast growing um businesses on their platform yeah um they pick 15 businesses per quarter in the yeah. uk um and yeah we're still yet to truly understand the full extent of like what the program actually entails but um being onboarded on the mon on monday coming Amazing. um and it'll be cool yeah i think it's always as much as the uh the platforms can you know lure you in with these sorts of um shiny sounding programs it's always nice to get some level of recognition that you're using their programs to sort of the fullest extent or in the most successful way that you can yeah definitely um obviously nice for clients to hear as well that um the work 303 do works in Mm -hmm. the eyes of sort of you know the people they would regard as as the people that would know um, yeah of what good looks like so yeah that's That's amazing great achievement from the team and obviously i know you're a part of that so um big big congrats so um what else has been going on this week? I've recently just dropped a piece of content on my LinkedIn page, Jamie. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I've liked like it. it. I've engaged. It was made by a lovely, lovely gentleman called Sam Holt, who's currently recording this podcast. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to give a bit of background between, behind why we made this video. Um, very short, very snappy. If you haven't seen it, go check out my LinkedIn. It's called Y303. Um and I think as an agency and a lot of agencies, people that might be listening to this podcast probably are in from the uh, marketing industry or the agency space. At 303, we have more ambitions to be more than just an agency. Um, we've always said that between the two of us, right? We always want to be a little bit more than just your bog standard performance agency or creative agency, which is why we, we do everything in one house. But also our ambitions over the next couple of years are to be become more of a brand and more of someone that, you know, the the three numbers that are 303 mean more to someone than just they're a good agency. Um, so the why video we obviously created to try and communicate our why, which is for the curious and the ambitious, um, which is a very kind of like classic way of trying to be a bit mysterious and trying to be a bit like Apple and trying to be a bit like the big dogs. But at the same time, it's us trying to communicate really who we are and why we're actually, you know, why we turn up every day and why our team also turn up mm. every day, right? 
Yeah. I mean, this is the point at which we should cue people to probably go and watch that Simon Sinek video. Because mm. if you haven't watched it, it's an incredible video about how quality businesses, whether it be an agency, a product business, a service business, they communicate why before anything else. Yeah. So, I mean, Apple's the example that everyone uses, which is you don't go to Apple to buy just to buy a computer in the no. same way that you would with Dell or HP or others. Yeah. You go to Apple because they think different and they're for people who think different. Mm. Um, they also happen to make stunning laptops and they also happen to be functional and good. Like that's the the order in which they, they do it. Yeah. Um, so I think what we'd, as literally 99% of businesses do, like fall into the trap of just stating what we do yeah. and how we do it a bit. Now it's about like, re sort of structuring that messaging and saying we do this because mm. and we're for these set groups of businesses and brands and people yeah. um and that just makes a much more sort of inspiring reason to actually work with us which is what because we want. especially if you're a startup or you're an sme starting to learn how you can communicate your why is extremely effective right even from what we do with our clients you know if you can communicate your why again go look at the video we'll, we'll leave the link to the video in the description of, of the podcast yeah um, so you can go and check it out. It's copy Good voiceover it. on there as well. On what the summer said? No, on the Y three three video. Yeah, that's taken me honestly like four times <laughs> to get that right. Whoever wrote that script? Who wrote that script? Max. I I edited. You liked a bit that I edited, didn't you, Sam? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a there's a lot of um, it's a difficult script, but we we got through it in the end. I also went for a period of time where I'd really put on like an American accent when I was saying some of that stuff. Sam found it very enjoyable, but that was recorded in the car, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Good sound booth, cars. Great sound booth, cars. Um, yeah, like I think what I what I was trying to get at there is like any startups or people that are starting a brand. Even like I often see it with clothing brands is quite common. I think it's really easy to start like a clothing brand at the moment and slap a logo on it and charge forty quid for a jumper. But I think the ones that succeed, I'm you know not I'm not going for anything like heritage here. I'm talking about new startup brands and the ones that actually have more about them and they communicate their why really well. I'm trying to think of a good example here. Gymshark. Gymshark is a really good example, actually. Communicate their why well. Yeah, super well. Like, even their campaigns have still got a lot of their why. You know, Gymshark 66, which is about habits. Like, yes, they were running on that whole train, but they're actually communicating why they exist, what they're there for. The quality of a Gymshark product probably isn't far off a Adidas or a Nike. You know, there's, there's probably some similarities. I know they invest a lot in tech, but there is a bit more wider thinking um, so yeah, Jim Chucks is a really good idea there. But something we would definitely recommend. And obviously, if you need help, feel free to reach out to Jamie. Jamie at three three dot London. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a startup you want to talk to me about this week. Moving moving swiftly on, a yeah. startup you want to talk to me about. But also, you want to talk to me about something that I don't really understand. What's that? Crypto. Oh yeah, some crypto as well. Well yeah, no. Um, one well, the first is in the wake of what seems to be like. 10 or 15 super well-funded supermarket delivery solutions. Um, I get ads for about four of them, like every time I go on YouTube at the moment. Um, but the one, what this one sort of stuck out and I don't think we know how to pronounce it, do we? Uh, it's... Dija? Dija? Dija. 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 Could be Spanish. Dija. Who knows? But um, founded last year, um, and notable because it was one of the highest um, seed rounds or largest seed rounds in European history. 
they raised 17 million euros um, for Seed, which is, is a lot. quite a lot of money, isn't that it? That is a lot. Um, with a load of sort of top tier VCs, um, which is all pretty um, all pretty impressive. The team is now apparently over 60 and, you know, this is literally sort of early last year it started. So mm. um, impressive business, but I suppose um, also interesting. And I think we've spoken about delivery a couple of times of late, founded by a couple of ex-delivery non-execs and, yeah. and various bits. So um I suppose I think we were talking a bit last week about how I've actually like, got a game for you, just briefly on delivery. Okay. What do you think the most sold product in twenty twenty is on delivery? Ooh. Six McNuggets. Are you going with that as your final? Oh answer? no. So can you get McDonald's on No, it's KFC, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's most McDonald's is Uber Eats. Yeah. What is the what is the top selling product in the UK? As in is this a branded product or a stuff? What? Like a food stuff. Yeah, food stuff, yeah. Like a like a um Pizza Express hot honey. Lovely pizza. We're not so it's brand brand specific. I just burped into the mic. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you're saying yeah, brand not like, like a banana. No, no, it's like a brand restaurant. Hmm. A katsu curry. You're gonna go with katsu curry. Yeah. Okay. Sam, I'll take your vote. The top selling product on delivery. Think America is all I would say. America. Barbecue from where? No, you need to like. I need like a brand. No, you're a vegan. What would you What would you say is popular from delivery? Come on. Sort of five Guys. Oh, oh, Five Guys cheeseburger. Yeah, is it? The Five Guys cheeseburger is the top selling product. Do you know why I think Five Guys wins so much? It's because I don't think their burger is like anyone else's on the platform. I, I, would, I, I would say a Five Guys burger. I would never order a burger through delivery. Sog City. Oh, mate, honestly. I was just like Gaucho's new burger. They've got a new burger option. It's great. Anyway, we sidetracked. Carry Back on. to it. We were talking about delivery and like how their businesses like that will fare post-COVID. Mm. And the reason this is topical is that I hypothesized I never want to go to a supermarket ever again. No. Because I hate them. Yeah. They're always full of muppets. I heard you went the other day, didn't you, with your flatmate and you bought a lot of food that you shouldn't have bought. We bought industrial levels of things that I will never eat or need. <laughs> and, it, and it was a triple digit How sum. Much was this Sorry, Josh. Was it literally over 100 quid? Yeah, I think, it was like, well, I, know, I think it was about 100 quid on the nose. Unclear what we actually got, though. I, like, that's what I hate. You know when you go to those big Tesco's and you just get like absorbed into aisles of utter nonsense? Yeah. That was me in yeah. a big way. I needed nothing. Didn't make a list, anything. But, but with that all being said, this like rise of these sort of highly funded supermarket delivery solutions Deja or however you pronounce it is clearly sort of being one I think a couple of things are interesting one is that clearly that is a thing that everyone is feeling hence the level of investment they're getting and the amount yeah. of them that are popping up but I really struggle to think of another example of so many vaguely similar seeming businesses opening simultaneously like delivery just eat at Uber Eats was probably the only other one I could think of but yeah um but yeah, Deja's like a, is a cool one. They've also they also do quite a lot of stuff around. Um, I know we've been talking about like gig economy previously as well with like Uber drivers, and delivery mm. drivers, etc. Mm. All of their um, employees get given e mopeds yep. um, or e bikes, um, and yeah, there's like a lot of stuff on their website around like community and um, actual progression, paid holiday, all that sort of stuff, which is quite cool. So. Um, DJ seem to be a cool one. I know like there's Zap and there's Wheezy. There's loads of them. Yeah. Um, they all seem to be doing out of home as well. So like, I just 
Yeah, they've all raised a Interesting, lot. Interesting, isn't it? So for, out, for people that don't know, Out of Home is billboard ads, faster pads, anything you do is online. That's yeah. what we call it. What we call it, Out of Home. But yeah, um, I'm being hit. And that's not cheap. It's not cheap. Even at all. with COVID, it's not cheap. People, people, I don't know where it came from, which I do get. For a long time, people were like, "Oh, because of COVID, it's all really cheap." It actually didn't drop that much. No, I think it had a hit at the start, but I mean, we don't do huge quantities of it, to be fair. But like, yeah, yeah it, I think Out of Home still. I mean, when it's really effective is when you wake up and whack the news on or you're watching something on YouTube, you get hit with an ad and then you go to the bus stop or the tube and then you get He's hit with again. another ad and it's like, that's what it seems to be happening with Wheezy. So, um, Deja's a cool one. Um, obviously, so much money Speaking raised. of ordering food, What's our accountant has just messaged me and said, Amazon order pop chips. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, no, it's Anne. Anne. It's Anne. Yeah, oh. Anne has just sent me an email saying, where are the pop chips meant to be reconciled to? It's a good question, Anne. It's a very good question. My stomach is where they're meant to be reconciled. Wrecking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Deja's one. Um, I have an idea for an app. Go on. Relating to supermarkets. And I'm going to tell the world, okay? Someone might have delivered, like, um, made this already. You know when you go to a supermarket, I think this would be genius, but I don't know what, there must be a reason why people don't do it. You know you can do, in Sainsbury's, you can do the old... Um, Waitrose. Other supermarkets are available. No, but I think Sainsbury's the only one where you can have your little beeper. No, I always do it. it. Do they? Yeah. Fucking love it. Literally go around, like, beeping people. Or, like... I always like beep my girlfriend in the face, blinder. Mm. Um, that's that's why you're always in trouble. All the snacks I'm putting in. Um, so imagine you've got your phone mm-hmm. and you've got it on, the, on your trolley. So this is like a big supermarket. This wouldn't be like an express or a yeah, go. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm with you. You put it on and you put in your shopping list ahead of time. So you know you're saying you went mm-hmm. to the shop and you got a shopping list. I think there is inefficiency in the routing. So what I want is I want to put in you all the stuff. Nav. Yeah. I want to put in all you the stuff. You want ways. Yeah, yeah. I want Congestion to put in all the stuff. Aisle three. Let me finish. I want to put, that was really high. Let me finish. <laughs> I want to put all the stuff into the app. Yeah. So let's say it's like 10 items mm. and I want to map the most efficient way for me to go around the store and pick up all those items. What's wrong with that? Hard to say where, where to start. Um, okay, go. Tell me the problem and I'll have a solution. This is a live pitch. Right? I just don't think it's needed. I think everyone else is capable of navigating a supermarket. Sure, but how often do you go into a supermarket looking for eggs and it's so big you can't find the eggs? I just look for the big sign that says Yeah, eggs. but those big signs are shit. There's like four things. It'll be like dry fruit, eggs, flour. And it's like, well, what if I need yeast? Where do I find yeast? In that section. 100%. You know I need yeast for my bread maker. It's very important. Yeah. Well, do you not think that's a good idea? No, I think it's average at best. And average? Yeah, I don't think anyone would download it. Yeah, no, I just don't think it's needed. I think that's I think that's where technology gets becomes greater than the necessity for it, I'm afraid. Anyway, I, and for that reason, I'm out. Um, that was what we were going to talk about. Crypto. <sighs> Cue I mean, look, the trolls. I've made a few quid in crypto, okay? I played the game. I was on trading 212. I made pennies in the grand scheme of things. I would say I understand, I get crypto. I understand the, the like very top level, how crypto works, what it is, I get it. What I don't get, well, what I'm interested to see is, it's a bit like NFTs as well. I feel like a lot of this stuff is just purely run on hype. Like literally all it's run on is like, it's interesting to say that. Yes. Because the thing I wanted to talk about yep. was our, our good old pal, Elon Musk, mm. who yesterday- He is a hellish individual. He is a hellish individual. He's he is very chaotic, but he made the entire crypto market crash yesterday. Did he? Because he tweeted saying that they were Tesla were accepting Bitcoin as payment. They've removed yep. that, 
and he tweeted about it and the entire market just crashed through the floor. Do you know why they removed it? Is there a reason why? I think he's been involved with someone claiming there's scammings. Um, there's a woman, I think in the UK actually. Um, a woman who's been scamming? No, who has been or feels that she has been scammed. I don't know why they've removed it per she, se. Sorry, she's been scammed by Tesla. Or she been scammed I think by so. In right. the scheme of like the Bitcoin thing. Because surely with that, so I don't know, and this is where you hopefully are going to have the answers. But say, for example, how much is Tesla? Anywhere from like 40 to 120 grand. grand. Yeah. For a Tesla, like yep. just on average. 50K for a Tesla. Let's say you give over X amount of Bitcoin mm-hmm. for that. So what's Bitcoin currently at? It's about, it was about 50K, wasn't 50, it? Yeah. Do you give over one Bitcoin for that? In mm. two weeks' time, when you have to give over 1.2 Bitcoin, yeah. does the price of the car change? No. It's just all a bit like... So I've got a couple of issues. Because sometimes with I'll win, sometimes I'll lose, right? I think that's... I, yeah, I mean, I don't actually know the specific answer to that question, but I understand the confusion. But he, the big, I mean, the, the the few things that I have issue with, one is that he said, we're doing it, we're backing it. Yeah. That's had a huge effect in like surging one the prices of the and values. One the world, like, yeah. you know. Like, well, it's certainly one of the most hyped companies in the world. Yeah. Like, I mean, AirPods made more revenue than Tesla last year. But um, but yeah. And then- You love that the, fact. I do love that fact. AirPods. I, I love that. Air, AirPods only made 2 billion less than Netflix did last year. And that's probably the best year Netflix will ever have. They had $23 billion in revenue of um, of AirPods last year. And they're shit. Worst, pro- Ooh, worst no. product. We like AirPods. No, they're crap. We like you AirPods. You said to me the other day that AirPods are crap. When, like, when they're crap on the phone. phone. They're crap. They're terrible. Bad but. to listen to when you're on the phone with someone. But equally, I always ring people on them. So, um, so they're crap. Lazy. But the other thing that I've got a big issue with is Tesla and Muskie constantly skew their... Why do you call them Muskie? Because of Muskies. It's like a <laughs> negative, right? If something's Muskie, it's a bit, you know, grim. He constantly skews their their earnings yeah. every year because he s- sells a load of crypto. Because yeah. like Tesla hold as a business hold Bitcoin. Mm. It's been like three or three do not hold any crypto. No. But like if we were to and we'd bought it at twenty five K and then suddenly it was at fifty five. So Tesla offload a load of it just before their year end mm. so that they flatter their profit numbers. Yeah. Which they did last year. Yeah. I think that's dodgy. And then the other big thing that I really just have an issue with is how Elon it's a bit like what Trump used to do. Trump on Twitter, you'd go on and you'd suddenly see the US markets crash or yeah, soar yeah. or whatever. Because he got in, like Elon did actually get in trouble when he smoked weed on the Joe Rogan podcast, didn't he? Because mm. that dropped the board like that. Yeah, but that was Tesla itself. So in a way, it's kind of like, well, that's just Tesla. That's fine. If you're going to damage your own company, do what you want. But damaging but it's a, a public a whole, business now as well. Yeah. So it's, it is, I, I know what you mean. It's super risky. I think it comes back to the podcast we did on Rich Energy where sometimes founders and owners of businesses in the public eye can be a lot more damaged than good yeah i'm just getting this i'm getting this stat so the following 24 hours after the tweet bitcoin lost a hundred billion dollars of value dropped by 12 percent. do you reckon he actually just did it to buy some more but like literally that's the that's the thing i take issue with like he could literally go on and tweet like i think it's it's market manipulation like in old school terms mm. it would be like back in the day like the ceo of goldman sachs going like this company's a terrible idea letting yeah. the the market price depreciate then him piling in then everyone will see that someone's buying loads of it and then the market will come back up mm. it's just like it's like modern day uh, market manipulation um but i think it also highlights my my more significant issue with crypto like i've actually never done anything with it i just invest in other things but 
the lack of intrinsic value. Like it doesn't really work for any, like a company that has revenue or, you yeah. know, like if you look at like, let's just throw like an Adobe in there. Mm. Like Adobe stock would never really drop by 12% no. on the back of a tweet. Even if it was something like the world's worst thing, because Adobe as a business has intrinsic value. Yes. Like it makes revenue, it has propositions, it has products, yeah, it just does things. Yeah. Like there is no the in, intrinsic value or the lack of with, with yeah, crypto is what I really struggle well. with. Super volatile. I mean, volatility is not like the worst thing in the world if people are tra you know, sure, trading it. But there's volatility but, in power as well, which is where like Musk has power mm. to be volatile. And to be able to disturb a market, a global market. Like Dogecoin is like a really funny example of like a coin that's literally just basically influenced by things that people say. It's like a meme unto itself. But yeah, it's quite cool. The actual thing that was like was um, suggested for the podcast was um, a new decentralized finance mechanism called Bullish, um, which is again a thing people don't really know about. You know when you pay for or like, when you pay for virtually anything, yeah, even like Apple Pay. Mm there's market makers behind the payment. Yeah. So there's either a bank or a broker like making that happen. Yeah. And with the use of blockchain tech, you can basically cut out that market maker mm. because it's just kind of an unnecessary cut. So like Apple Pay has a market maker or a broker in between the transaction and then the end user getting the money. Yeah. Um, like there has to be that third party mechanism and what blockchain tech can do is that that goes. So there we are. That's crypto. Good. Let's go on to the entrepreneurship questions. We need to change this section. I think we need to call it business owner questions. Yeah. All right. Hmm? BOQ. Let's B -O -Q. go on to the BOQ. Ollie's hurling his pen right now. So, so. Okay, no. um, all right. My question for you this week is, as we are hiring for new members of the team, what do you think is the single most important quality that they should possess? Hmm. Interesting. Um, at any level. Yeah. I would say the most important quality to have when you enter a new business is to be incredibly, incredibly honest. I think a lot of people, especially that go into more senior roles, flex that they know everything or that they are absolute champions at things. And I think honesty and being, to be honest, too here, honesty and transparency personally go a long way with me. I think being really honest about, like from a team perspective, about what's going on in your life, what your skill set is, where you are, where you need to build and be like better and improve your skills, which obviously comes with being super transparent. I think it's probably the best quality you can walk into a business with to start off with. Mm. I think a lot of people put on a front to start off with and maybe claim they're better than they are. No one in mm. our team, but I've seen it happen before. And I think the key is to just be very, very transparent. I think the thing is, fundamentally, you get found out, don't you? Like, if you come in and go, I can do this, and it's quite obvious that you can't. It's like Joey and Friends when he lies on his resume. And he's mm. like, can you horseback ride? He's like, no. It's like, well, why is it on there? <laughs> Obviously not. I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like, I think I'm always up for, like, ambitious people and people who are very talented and skilled and organized and all that kind of stuff. But I just think if someone came to me and said, I want a job, I want you to pay me 10 grand a year, I know nothing about it, but I'll do everything I can. I would probably be like, all right. Because like you're just laying it all Obviously, we'd be paying more than 10 grand because that's illegal. Yeah, but, yes. but what I'm saying is like, if someone was literally like, don't pay me, I have no skills. Or like, just lay everything out on the table and just I'm just literally here to learn. But like, yeah, fine. Or if someone came to me and was like, 
oh, I want loads of cash and I'm really talented, so you should hire me. I'm always a little bit more wary of them. Mm. When you interview people and they don't say a single negative thing about themselves, I think it's weird. Yeah, it's not even negative, is it? It's just like showing the vulnerability to give you like, I'm not like, I mean, hiring for paid. Very few people know Google as well as they know paid social and vice mm. versa. Yeah. So if someone comes and goes, no, I'm equally good at both. I'll probably be like, well, you know, you can't yeah, be. So which just, one's your specialism and therefore which one would we look to either specialize you or like, would you get more training for? Yeah, exactly. No, very good. And um, my question for you is why do small companies fail to escape their initial entrepreneurial phase? Something we've been talking about this week, isn't it? Like the, uh, the platforms of like difficulty in the growth stage, like getting to a certain stage, yeah. somewhat easy. Yeah, yeah. Getting past the next stage harder mm-hmm. then there's a certain revenue point to the next revenue point a certain that size can re- of the business that can yeah. rene- remain relatively nameless but i suppose like a, a certain level of establishment especially i think especially like uh, agencies have sticking points because they're so people oriented yeah so your ability to hire great quality people and grow the revenues sort of in line with one another, one another is a challenge yeah so like I think that's probably my answer in terms of like growth is when you're like really, really small, you can really curate and make sure that the people that you're bringing in are like your people. Mm. Like Sam was there, wasn't he? Sam was early doors. Yeah. Um, so Sam, you were, uh, you were meticulously checked. Whereas now, you know, any any Tom, Dick or Harry could be walking in here. Who knows? Um, but it's very, it's very hard to, as you grow, grow in line because like people like i'm saying growth as if it's just like assumed yeah like growth does happen once you've got your uh once you've got your sort of recipe together and you start just adding more ingredients and more ingredients mm. you need more people to be able to stir the prover- proverbial cake batter definitely um and that is a real challenge so i would say people is the biggest challenge people mm. hiring how great do you, quality people. how do you so, for example, your business is in very early kind of um, infancy of, of its life. Mm. What would you prioritize, hiring good people or, sorry, let me rephrase. Would you say hiring good people is a high priority at the early stage of a, of a business? Even if you can't... Really I mean, there them? are probably a handful of industries where this might not be the case, i.e. potentially being like a consultant, like, you know, yourself. Yeah. But... In a, in a business that's in any capacity oriented around, or maybe even a tech business, but in, in a business that's any in any way oriented around scale through service, like and human work, mm. yeah, like I think that's the biggest priority. Like if it was just me and you, what yeah. percentage of the work that we do could we still do? We like, we could do 303, but we could do it for like a couple of our big clients. Yeah. There is, there so there's is an a, element of that, yeah. There is, the challenge is keeping quality as high as you want as you want and need it to be mm. whilst growing the amounts of clients, the size of clients, etc., and therefore bringing people in to, to execute the work. Yeah. Um, and just people generally, like people's just like, I think most businesses say it, but like people are just difficult. Like managing people is a challenge finding great people is a challenge mm. um so that's definitely what i'd say in terms of going from either a few of you or one of you 
to 10 to 20 to 30. Mm. It's kind of what we're going through at the moment. Yeah. Um, that's definitely the biggest challenge in my view. Cool. Let's finish up with very finally some questions from the listeners. Um, so, Jamie, the first thing is what motivates you? God, that's a boring question, isn't it? Boring? Yeah. I mean, it's a, I wouldn't say it's boring. I'd say it's a pretty open-ended thing. What's motivating me currently? Growth is motivating me a lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. And really, hilariously, we've been in our new office for about two and a half months, but it's quite motivating the idea of having to move out of it again for a yeah. bigger one. Really um, it's, it's full. The, po- the podcast booth mm-hmm. is not being done. <laughs> um, so that's motivating me. Hiring new people. Hired, hired a new person yesterday. Yeah. Motivating. Uh, very motivating at the moment. Really enjoying that. New clients. Lots of clients really winning at the moment as well. Yeah, it is motivating. A couple of clients are like on fire at the moment, which yeah, is great. Big things. Uh, final question, only two this week, is if you could, well, if you could, it's kind of an understatement, but where, which country would you go to next with 303? I've got it planned out. Um, I want to do Amsterdam yep. and the Netherlands. Yep. Um, lots of great agencies there, but again, I think our proposition would be somewhat unique, very attractive. Lots of DTC brands start there. Yep. I just like Amsterdam also. You do, don't you? Um, it's good news there. And very good for cycling. Mm, lots of flat places. No hills. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the US makes sense because it's the same language. I don't think we should tell you about a US strategy. You don't. We're going to do it differently to everyone else. Is that yeah, it? I think we probably will. So, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cool. perfect that. Just get queued a question and then be like, fuck not, off. Not telling you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, cool. I would obviously, if you do have any questions, please. On Anchor, if everyone has the Anchor app, you can actually voice note us a question, which someone did before, and it was really quite good. Did we put that in the podcast? Okay. Yes, yeah, voice note a question. So please feel free to do. If not, just leave in the comments or just comment on one of our LinkedIn posts and we'll get back to you. Cool. Well, thanks very much for listening. This podcast was a little bit more uh, loose than the other ones were. Um, but we'll be back again next week, won't we? We will be here. Good. What do people need to do if they want to subscribe? Spotify. Mm-hmm. Or Apple. Good. Um, As always, have a lovely week. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll see you soon. Five stars, please. Thank you. Bye.